Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Judy Wilkinson. I'm president of Library Users of America. Welcome to our link call. Lua uh, has had our Books Without Walls calls for several years now, but this year we've added Lua Link, which is of uh, topics of interest to our members. And uh, we had one earlier this year with Karen Tenninger, and this one is on our committees who serve with NLS. And um, if um, we are going to start, we have two committees represented today. One is the Collections Development, represented by Susan Glass, and we'll have her on in a little bit. But we want to begin with our RTAG committee, R-T-A-G. And we're going to be able to have our friends Ralph Smitherman and uh, Brian Charlson and maybe unmute Paul Edwards, our vice president, who has hosted with me on many of these calls. So, um, Sarah, I'm I'm, not sure. I'm unmuted, Sarah. I can do Ah, it. Can you remind Sarah of the last few digits of Ralph's phone number so she can find Ralph? Um, Yes. 0973. Oh, there he is. You're unmuted anyway. There he is. You're unmuted. Yep, you can unmute yourself as well whenever she calls on you. Okay, and is is, uh, Brian with us yet? John Charlson? Brian, if you're here, you'll have to unmute yourself. Your name is not showing up. Well, Ralph, if you would be so kind. Ralph is, by the way, the secretary of library users, uh, um, our able secretary as of last July 1. And Ralph, would you talk to us a little bit? First, tell us what our tag is, and tell us a little about it, and all your, you know, anything you want to tell us about it. Okay, <clears throat> we call Reading Technology Advisory Group. We call it our tag. So that's the um, name we go by. We typically meet three times a year, uh, generally in April. August and December. We meet for about an hour each of those times. Uh, generally, <clears throat> John Brown from NLS hosts our meeting. We have an agenda, and of course, we you know go through the agenda and discuss all the topics that are pertinent uh, with that purview. Um, several NLS staff members are on the call. Of course, we meet by conference call. Years ago. And you you did that even before Zoom, right? Is that correct, Ralph? Yes, that's yeah. correct. We you know had a they'd send out a you know, toll free number and you'd call and all that, but now it's um seemingly much more accessible or clearer anyway. Um <clears throat> like I say, we meet three times a year and um, the years before I got on the committee, um our tag would generally meet in Washington like one, like once a year, which we don't do that anymore because there's so many more members that are on this committee. Membership for patrons like myself are like four-year memberships. In fact, I received an email a couple of weeks ago saying basically that my term is up and they will be reorganizing. That's why they're not having a meeting this August. But anyway, uh, it has proved to be interesting with, uh, with the um, technology discussions, 
the Braille discussions, anything associated with National Library Services can be discussed at these RTAG meetings. Uh, like I say, John Brown is generally the host, and basically what they do is they give us updates on what NLS is trying to do or will be doing. We know that NLS being a governmental agency, as it were, uh, things sometimes move slowly. However, they do move. There are some very um, knowledgeable people on this committee. Um, the committee has librarians and patrons and organizational members like ACB and uh, NFB and whomever else you know is uh, assigned to participate. Um, uh, we discuss Bard and Bard Mobile and Bard Express and even the uh, technology that will be coming out soon, of course, the e-reader, everybody I'm sure has heard about that. Um, there will be pilot testing for that in four of the regional libraries. And don't ask me what they are because I forgot. Mississippi's not one of them, though. I can tell you that. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, people can ask questions um, for, for NLS staff members. And generally, they get a... A reasonable answer. You know, they, they can't discuss some things and can others. So uh, it's a it's a time for us to be updated on what is going on with NLS. That is an overview of what RTAG does. So can Ralph, you still hear did, me? Yes. Did you did did your committee make any recommendations to NLS at your last meeting? Um, we we have in the past made recommendations. Um, but I, I can't say that we did last time. Ralph, for, Ralph I'm gonna, we'll pepper you with questions, and then we'll let the uh, audience in, too. Who is John Brown, for the people on this call who may not know that name? Uh, well, he's, you know, he, uh, I don't know what his specific title is, uh, but I know that he hosts these meetings. Okay. Um, I know that, uh, you know, Judy Dixon is usually there as well, and, you know, uh, if, if they gave their titles, it had to be a long time ago before I joined or whatever. So, so Ralph, you're on as a as a um, consumer representative, and Brian is our LUA representative. Yes, that- he he represents. Yes, that's correct. Okay, but and, and, but and to be clear, to be clear, Judy, we don't have an LUA representative. Um, he, no, it's an ACB. Is, re- it's, I meant ACB representative. Correct. Yeah, and Paul, um, you have yeah, served on this correct. committee in the past as well. So, I have not served on RTAC. Oh, you have um, not served I on have RTAC. Served on and chaired collections development several times, but not, but not. Okay, so, um, so uh, is there? Uh, I think we can open it up if people have questions for you, Ralph. And uh, if Brian jo- if comes in, uh, please unmute yourself and join in. Well, like I said, the meetings last about an hour. Um, the um, yeah we we do go by the agenda and uh, you know like uh, my take on the committee is that it's an update to be shared with librarians and patrons and consumers like myself so uh, that's about where we stand with that um, of course there's some things that you know NLS won't um, talk about of course uh, you know that happens with any group as such but 
I'm going to ask you. Uh, I've tough, enjoyed. When did you join, Ralph? When did you first start serving? Like four years ago. Yeah. So, like I say, my, my time is up. Do you um, feel that you have that, that the committee that the non that the committee, in fact, is allowed to make meaningful <laughs> recommendations, or do they just I, sort of talk at you? Uh, you know, I think if someone has a uh, if someone has a recommendation, I, I can say they listen to us. Now, I can't guarantee that everything that we suggest will be done, but, you know, they do listen and, you know, so they're making notes and, uh, you know, we'll follow through with it. Um, you know, that's, that's my interpretation of, of what the committee, uh, you know, responses are. Ralph, it looks like you have several hands up for questions. Go ahead, Sarah. Okay, so I'm going to recognize um, Sharon. Hi. Okay. Um, so, Ralph, one thing that we've been hearing a bit about lately is uh, on the next generation of the digital player. And I wonder if that has come up in recent discussions as to how that might appear. Thank you. It, uh, yes, it has come up in, uh, in discussions with RTAG and um, as with everything these days, the coronavirus has sort of held up a lot of um, situations. We know that. But the um, the next generation uh, digital player has been discussed. Uh, I have not seen a prototype of it, you know, because I don't send them out to people like myself. So I don't know what it actually looks like. But it, it certainly has been talked about. You also and, and, well, go ahead. No, I've been, and you know, the, uh, NLS, they, they also, um, uh, you know, advertise on radio and TV. And I found that out uh, a while back. And I spent a lot of money on public announcements and such. Somebody is unmuted whose phone is ringing in the background. Let's see. Some people have unmuted themselves. If you're if you're raising your hand, please keep yourself muted because we can hear you. I will um, help you unmute when you're recognized. Somebody's got something left over. Please mute yourself. I think I got them. Oh no. Nope. You don't. People keep unmuting themselves. Please. Do not unmute yourself until, until Sarah gives you the okay. All right. So the next person with a question, the phone number is ending in 3517. Go ahead and unmute yourself. You're unmuted. 3517. Hello. You're unmuted. Okay. Thank you. This is Mary Beth. And um, I actually have two questions. Um, after, after the meeting, um, is there some sort of reporting mechanism that goes back to say ACB or somebody that says, you know, these are these are the the things that we discussed and these are the things that we resolved. That's question number one. Then question number two is if if people actually have questions or concerns um, for that committee, is there somewhere that they can like write would they write to you or write to Brian or is there that just not done? Thank you. Uh, okay. Generally if someone has a question about 
you know, the process and things that are going on with NLS, it's probably better to go through the regional library to which you are associated, where they can, um, you know, pass those uh, questions along to NLS. Because that's, you know, that's a lot of times that's what we're told to do, even on the committees, like, you know, you know go through your regional library. So um, if there is a report, what happened? We lost you, Ralph. We lost him. So generally, Judy, there is a there there is a report published after after each meeting of RTAG. Uh, generally, now I don't know what's happened with, with the last few, um, but Susan will also tell you that that most of us who have been ACB representatives um, put out information in advance to folks letting us know that we're there and that we're interested in their input and if there are issues that we that that folks would like to have raised um we're going to be prepared to deal with those and i'm sure that the procedure is the same with uh, with with our tag so um so there is i mean the whole purpose of the process is to give a variety of constituencies an opportunity to be heard from by nls you know, if um, I was just thinking, we've, we're we're in the process of. Some of you have now seen the not only our Lua members list, but our Lua chat, our Lua library talk list, and uh, we um, have just reactivated that list where we'll put out announcements for anybody, whether they're um, members of Lua or not. And so it's it's called library talk, and anybody that we catch in our catchment net. We'll go on that list, and then we hope people will move from that list and add being members. But Brian is the ACB representative, so I'm suggesting that anybody who does have a question, feel free to submit it or comment to our Lua uh, talk, Lua library talk list, and um, then we would, you know, Brian would see that. Because I think that that's really one of the issues is we these these committees get lost in the in the depths. I mean, at, often at our pub meetings, at in-person meetings, those people are doing other things and we don't get their reports at, at, you know, at our Lua meetings. So this is why we're having this call because frankly, we haven't been able to hear on a regular basis. And I think that's one of the things we want to do is create a better mechanism for both giving and receiving feedback from these committees that represent ACB and frankly, that have a special interest to us as as library users, uh, organ uh, affiliates. Judy, I think we need to say that yes, we can. Ralph, you're back. I think we need to say that that we generally put reports from our committees on our agenda when when we're holding library users meetings at convention. Um, but for a variety of reasons. Um, reps on those committees are often not able to be there because they have they have other responsibilities, um, and and so this is a this is a better way to ensure that that our members and other interested folks get a get a better idea of what of what the groups do. Yeah. Ralph, yes, no, I was were, going to ask. Go ahead, Ralph. Did you hear the question? Pete? The question was: Is there a uh, do you do you get reports or can, can we get reports? And and can we get questions? Two members of the RTAG concerns issues. Right. I was going to say also that um, you know since Brian is our ACB rep, um, and I'm going to be off the committee 
uh, send questions, uh, concerns to him, and he can certainly, uh, you know, raise them at the next RTAG meeting. Yeah, and as I suggested, if you do it to the Lua Talk the Library Talk list, then we can all see the questions and keep track. Yeah, and, there you go. Yeah, and keep everybody's feet to the fire. So you have four more hands raised. Okay, so, uh, we'll go. Let's move on to the next one. Okay, and just a reminder to everyone: go ahead and keep yourself muted if you want to ask a question. Go ahead and raise your hand. All right. So this is Christine. You can unmute yourself. Christine Hunsinger, you can unmute yourself. Chris is an old hand at this. She just maybe isn't finding the mute button. Let's for the moment move on. Very. Uh, Chris? You're unmuted. Okay, so my question is, um, the issue that was mentioned uh, last summer at the uh, ACD. Chris, you're sounding very far away. We can hardly hear you. Hang on just a second. Let me switch. I forgot I was using the wrong headset. Yep. Much better. Okay. So um, the question last summer, uh, the question last summer at the ACB convention concerning the um, commercially produced books and the things that get left out, um, is that something that RTAG would deal with? Uh, you know, the captions that don't get read because those are commercial books. Um, and is there ever... Did they ever talk about creating a mechanism where the things that turn up as, as those um, PDFs when you have a commercial book um, would actually eventually be added into those books? Um, I don't recall that being discussed at RTAG. It may have been discussed at, like, collection development. Yes, it was. Um, Okay, so when okay. we get to, oh. we'll bring that question back, Chris, when Susan is talking. Cause, but yeah, because that deals with, equi with equipment. Okay, I, I couldn't figure out how far into, well, in a way, to me, that's equipment, too, because it's how, it, how the equipment does it, but that's, you know, however everybody defines it. Um, the other question I have is the person who um, is going to replace Ralph, how does that person get named? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you how I was selected when... Um, Shelly Ziegler, who was the library director in Mississippi, was chairman of a selection committee, and she asked me if I wanted to serve on a four-year term through RTAG, and I told her I would be delighted to do so. Um, I don't know how other consumers are chosen, um, but that's how I was chosen, by the, by the chairman of that selection committee. Chris, there are... There are, there are, I think, four regions for the purposes of both committees, and um, and the, the libraries in that region agree on representation for four of the positions. There are three positions allocated to consumer organizations, the NFB, the ACB, and the Blinded Veterans Association, and those reps are named by individuals. And there are all, there's also a group of four librarians, and there are some additions on the collection developments committees having to do with with young adult and children's uh, reading. But but for for our tag, I, I think that about describes the, the 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 way that the committee is put together. So there are there are essentially on on our tag usually somewhere between eleven and twelve members. And as I remember That's now correct. and then in Braille books, uh, in talking book topics, every once in a while you'll see an announcement that says, if you're interested in serving. But I think this is, again, one of those things that goes into the 
black hole. Uh, people don't know when these positions are going to come up. And you say they're going to reorganize our tag. So we don't even know that the future committee will look the same. But we don't even know to be asking these questions, frankly, because, uh, you know, we don't really have yet. A, I, that's why I think this kind of call is so important. I want So that we can sort of have this on people's radar, that it will be time, apparently, uh, do they stagger uh, the representatives? Do you know Paul or Ralph, or do all the new ones come on at once? There, there, there used to be some staggering. I, I, you know, I think Susan may be able able to answer. Yeah, Susan, for, jump for in if you have stuff. answers here that apply to all these committees, that, that so that we're not guessing. This um, is okay. Susan. Go ahead, Susan. Uh, just, just to answer you, yes, the the committees for CDAG and any new members are staggered. Um, in alternate years, so that there's always someone there who's kind of mentoring when you when you come on. Um, I don't right. know about our tag, but that is true for for CDAG. I will mute now. I, I and I suspect that it's that it was true of our tag as well, um, okay. be, because what, what generally happens is people are on the for the first year kind of learning, and then in the second year you're expected to accept more responsibility. So you may end up getting getting appointed as chair or secretary or something like that. Okay. Your next question so, is... Let's go on to another hand. Yep. So your next question is from phone number ending in 0879. You are unmuted. 0879 may sound like... That sounds like my phone number. This person was raising their hand. I tried to... Let's see. You're unmuted. Bill Wright. Hello, Bill. Bill Wright, Louisville, Kentucky. Hello? Yes, Hello. go All right, ahead. Bill. We can hear you. Um, I wanted to um, ask about the, um, the the e-reader, the, the new Braille uh, new Braille device. Uh, I was wondering why the um, orbit uh, was 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 not uh, chosen because um, you know in the beginning you know they said you know they wanted to keep the orbit as cheap as possible. Well. Um a, a prototype of the e-reader has been developed, and as I, as I said previously, a pilot program will start with four of the regional libraries. Um, so eventually, the 31,000 Braille participants will get an e-reader. I don't know when, but at some point, everyone who wants one and are associated with NLS will get one. Um, Paul, do you know why the uh, orbit was not chosen? Uh -huh. <coughs> <coughs> Did I, hear uh, I know I'm very time? late, but this is Brian Charlson who finally uh, found a way to get into this meeting. Brian, good. <laughs> We're glad to have you. The question, the, the thorny question has just been asked. Uh, why wasn't the orbit reader chosen as the e as the e reader by NLS by you know by NLS? There's a number of reasons that it didn't make the final. <clears throat> and I have to say that as I say this, I want you to understand that it's not something I particularly agree with. I am a happy Orbit Reader user. And I just got in the mail today the Orbit Writer Braille keyboard. So I continue to be a happy participant in all of that. When NLS was going to do this ebook reader, what they ended up needing to do is to put out uh, not just a request for proposal, an RFP, 
but also put out an RFI uh, request for information, wherein they described the kinds of things they wanted the device to do to try and to encourage individuals to and companies to uh, produce something that might be viable. This is one of those situations where the company that produced the first of its kind was a little ahead of the curve when NLS eventually put out the request for proposal. It was to have a couple of choices that they could test out. Certainly, Orbit was one of those who put in a proposal. Uh, the end result, however, is that <clears throat> they didn't win the bid to produce it. Uh, two different companies did, one being Humanware and the other being a consortium, including uh, Baum, Germany, uh, who are the ones that had a lot of experience in Braille displays, and another company whose name escapes me right now, who had more experience in mass manufacturing, if you will. So NLS said, well, when we put together our list of specs, these two companies came in with the most appropriate bids for those uh, for what we're looking for. So two went out, two are built, and two will be distributed. But everybody needs to also remember that these are test models. As they go out for final production, it will be one or the other of them that will be finally selected. Brian, if we could put you on the hot seat as ACB <coughs> representative, Ralph has been doing a yeoman's job of answering questions, but I'd like to recycle through a couple of the other questions to get your further input, and we will need to move on you know, pretty soon to collections development. But um, people were asking uh, how they could reach you if, we have, if they have concerns or questions or input, and I had suggested they could new our, use our new library talk list to raise questions, but you might have additional thoughts about how people should contact our representative. Well, again, you don't take on this kind of responsibility without being willing to let people know how to reach you. So people can reach me by either of two methods. One is by email, and that's my preferred method, and that would be my home email address. That is Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Charlson, C-H-A-R-L-S-O-N, no punctuation mark in there, at Comcast, C-O-M-C-A-S-T dot N-E-T. Or they can call me on my iPhone at 617-831-3272. That's the best way to reach me is one of those two methods. Judy, and, um, I, think we, I think we need to clarify one thing, too. Ahead, this is we're, we're still in, in prototype testing for these devices. There is no absolute commitment at this point on the part of NLS that everybody will get one of these devices. By no means. These devices will, again, because they're prototypes, they will make a starting batch for research purposes, which will be distributed uh, through uh, network libraries and not all network libraries. I think there's three or four to start with at least. And it's as much to research how a network library would support such devices as it is about the device itself. Is your regional network up to not only distributing these devices, but dealing with the issues of getting them back for repair, those kinds of things. So there's more to it than just the features of the device. 
of course, the other biggie of all of this is going to be durability. How durable will either of these two models be? And I imagine that the final device will be a hybrid of them. That will once again have to go out to bid for the purchase uh, or, or a contract to mass manufacture them. It is NLS's intent that every active rail user of the NLS program have access to one of these devices. And they anticipate that it would take around five years for that to be possible. Let's go on to another question. Yep, you're back to four hands are raised. Okay. Um, I'm going to recognize Sharon again. Let's let's go on and recognize somebody else since we've already recognized Sharon once. No problem. Um, So I'm going to go on to Deborah Kendrick. You can unmute yourself. Okay. Um, Well, okay. Sorry. Um, Well, I hope I'm not going to cause any trouble by stepping up here, but um, I I work for NLS and BARD Tech Support and have been part of a team testing the prototype units of the e-readers. So I have a couple of amendments to make, as it were, to what Brian has said. Actually, there are contracts with both companies, Humanware and Zumex, and both products will be purchased, and both products are close to ready. And the pilot products to four participating libraries have been shipped, and those four libraries are, <clears throat> and I haven't been told not to tell this, so I guess it's not secret, um, Iowa, Kentucky, Utah, and Maryland, and they are getting units for the people participating in the pilot within those four library systems um, it, as we speak. Uh, so uh, some of them are already, none of the patrons have their units yet, but they will any minute. So um, so those are the humanware products, but the Zumax products will indeed be included as well. And they are both very nice. That's what I can tell you. That's, that's the greatest import here is that they are, just very nice products, both of them. And uh, I think people will really enjoy using them. And my personal belief is that once these become available in all regional libraries, that it will um, increase Braille readership. That's, that's what I think, is that people who are only very beginning Braille users will become interested in, in, in increase their Braille reading abilities because of these products because of never having been able to afford a braille display previously so uh, i just i just wanted to throw that into the mix because um, i don't think we disagree at all in what you just said no that's right yeah no i mean it's not a matter of agreeing or disagreeing i'm just i'm just sharing what i know because of being in in the middle of it i guess when you when you said amend i thought you thought something i said was inaccurate Oh well, you said that one. You said you said that one product or the other would be chosen, and that's not no, true. No, no, I did not. I did not. Oh, okay, okay. I did not. I okay. said get along that, now. Get along. I, I, I just want to make sure that we that people get the right answer, which is yeah. there will be two products going out in 
this whole uh, test trial round. Um, both companies got a contract, but it is not necessarily NLS's intent to keep both <clears throat> types of units in the next contract to build more and the next contract to build more after that. This contract has, is for a certain number of units, which is not the full number that will end up being purchased over these five years. Okay, let's go on to our next couple of questions. There are two more questions. I'm just going to remind everyone, um, you need to stay muted until you're recognized so that we don't get any yeah. outbursts like we just did. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and recognize Abraham. Go ahead and unmute yourself. You're being asked to unmute. Yeah, um, I, um, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. So I'm just wondering how do you sign up for the talk uh, list you guys mentioned and also if, if Brian could uh, repeat that number since I didn't get it the first time. What was the first part of your question? Uh, how do you get on the talk uh, list that you guys are starting, like an uh, email list or something? The library talk list. The library yes. talk list. Yes. We're just setting that up. Um any individual who is a member of Lua or registered for a Lua uh, involvement in the virtual convention will automatically have their email addresses subscribed to Library Talk. You will be sent a message indicating that your name has been added and you'll have an opportunity to opt out if you so choose. Okay, but the thing is, somebody, if they're not... If they didn't sign up at convention right. and they want to get on there now, um, I'm caught flat-footed here no, no. about Go ahead. how to, they should do it. This is need to call Carla Rushable. Um, well, I, <clears throat> I think it's a, I think it's the usual approach. Subscribe library talk um, at acblist.org. org. Okay. Um, and if you if you send that message, that the chances are that you will get subscribed. I think that's the correct syntax, isn't it, Brian? Yes, it is. So sub yep. subscribe at no. library. No, 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 no. Okay. no. Yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe. Space. Go ahead, Brian. Space. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. No, there are no spaces allowed. <laughs> so it's subscribe dash library yes, dash talk at ACB lists. That ends with an S dot org. Okay. And then my second question was if uh, Brian could repeat the contact number he mentioned. Sure. That didn't catch it. 617. Yeah. That's 617-831-3272. Uh, the last four numbers were cut off. Can you repeat them one more time? 3272. Yeah. Again, uh, 3272. Okay. Uh, Go on to our other question. We have a couple more weeks. Um, there's just one more hand raised. Okay. Uh, so this will be the last call we'll take on this one since we do, we need to move on. Sure. Um, so the phone number is ending in 3982. You are unmuted. 3982, you are unmuted. All right. Uh, can you hear me now? Yes. yes. Oh, Dr. Boucher. Hey, bro. Jerry Boucher caller. Hey, Jerry. How are you doing? Hi, big guy. All right. All right. Just, uh, Talking about these uh, machines, protocols, or whatever, I, I got one coming from NLS uh, called the e-reader with a Braille display. Supposed to be, I supposed to test it out. Have you heard That's of it? That's right. Yes. What is your question, sir? 
The question is, has anybody anybody else had experience with one of those machines before? So the question is, have any of us experienced an e-reader? Now, it depends on what they mean, because e-reader is kind of a generic term. Is right. the e-reader a Victor reader stream? What was the question? I think is he's talking the about this Braille, Braille device. and I don't think so. The new Jerry one. is oh. not a Braille reader. Ah. I, I am a Braille reader, of course. Oh, pardon me. Pardon me. Are you talking about the Braille e-reading device? Uh, that's all they said it was, an e-reader that I was supposed to test out with a Braille um, out, output. Yes. That's mm-hmm. what we've been discussing here this evening. And Perkins is not one of the libraries that are giving them directly. Right. It is, it is possible uh, that there will be an expansion of the number of libraries that will receive these units. But what those additional libraries are has not been determined as of yet. There isn't even kind of a list, as I understand it, uh, that's, oh, yeah, if we get more, then we'll open it to this library, this library, and and this other library. But what people need to know is if they want to get one of these devices as soon as one becomes available through their library, they need to make sure that they're listed at their library as a Braille user. Absolutely. Okay. You can be a Braille reader, but you're not listed at your library as a Braille user. And you really do need to make sure that that's the case. That's very good. And also, right. Deborah Kendrick had mentioned that she was has used these devices, but that was earlier in the call. And, it, you know, we, we won't go back now. Uh, good luck with your trial of your Braille device, Jerry. Okay. The other thing we should say is is that so far... The library there, there will be four libraries named very soon for for the project that will be starting in the fall with the other set of e-readers, the ones that are made by ZoomX. Um, and we, at least I don't, I don't know if you do, Brian, but I don't know what those four libraries are, and I'm not sure that anybody knows. Um, so the other thing that people should do is um, keep in touch with NLS information because they will be naming those four libraries. And if it happens to be yours, then you'll have a really good chance of getting one. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Brian and Ralph. Uh, and we now have you on our radar, uh, Brian, uh, as the ACB representative. And so, of course, Lou is very interested here. So thank you so much. And um, we'll go on now to talk with Susan Glass. Who's on the CDAG? Got to get all these um, um, these acronyms correct, and that's the Collections Development. What's the A? It is the Collections Development Advisory Committee. Ah, advisory group. Right. Group. Is it group sorry, or group. committee? It's group. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So CDAG. Okay, Susan, you were with us last year with the board, but the, this is the first time we've had you uh, on a Lua Link call with with uh, the entire membership. So you go, girl, and tell us a little bit about what you do and what you've been doing. Of course, and it's a pleasure to be here, and and I'd like to be here more often. It's really wonderful to hear all these voices. I don't know if I'm supposed to be disclosing this, but I have a humanware e-reader. I just got mine today. Um, Kim talked to me about it earlier and asked if I wanted to test a prototype, and I said, sure. So I'll be able to tell you more about that 
I've, I, it's, I, John has his hands on it before I do. But, you know, anything ah. tech comes in the mail, my husband is going, yes, yes. So it's how it is. Anyhow, uh, I am ACB's representative to the Collections Development Advisory Committee to NLS, that's CDAG. I was asked by then-President Kim Charlson to assume this role in 2017 after uh, Steve Spiker, who had been our representative, passed away. That was a terrible loss to all of us. Um, uh, his are big shoes to fill, um, but I thanked Kim, and I've been, I enjoy being a part of the group very much. Um, CDAG is similar in its structure to the committee that uh, is it. Our DAG, now I'm confused. <laughs> our, our tag. Our tag. Our tag. Uh, very similar in structure um, in that there is a representative from ACB, that would be me. There's a representative from the NFB, whose name is Marcy Carpenter currently. Um, there is a representative from Blinded Veterans Association. And then there's a reader at large representative from each of the four readings in the United States. And then there are librarians from each of those libraries. So it would be Western, Southeastern, New England, you know, the, 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 the four uh, regions. And we meet once in person every other year in Washington, D.C. at the NLS offices um, at the Library of Congress. So we had a meeting there in 2017. And then we had a meeting there in 2019. In alternate years, we meet by telephone, and we're working to try to get to meet every few months. Uh, COVID has kind of put a little stop in that temporarily. When we meet, um, the the library flies us out to to Washington, D.C., and puts us up in nice accommodations. There's a lovely woman um, who works for NLS whose name is Carolyn Proctor, who takes care of all those things and and joins us. Uh, We meet there. Um, with the um, director of the collections development, who at this time, as of May of this year, is Dominic Spinelli. Prior to that, uh, the director was uh, Alice uh, O'Reilly. And we meet at the Library of Congress. And um, the two years, in 2017, the building was under construction, so we met over in the Jefferson Library, which was really fun and posh and interesting. Um, the NLS Library is is quite interesting you go down into these catacombs and basements and uh it's a it's a harry potter person's dream you know you could fantasize about all these cave dwellings but it's really kind of cool to be in there in any case we're there for uh, two and a half days um so we were there in 2017 and then 2019 um joined uh by the collections development director also by karen kenninger who gives us a, an overview update of library functions also by um, Judy Dixon, always has a, a, a lot to tell us. And then what was really wonderful, we're also joined by the music librarian, the youth and children's librarian, and some of the language, foreign language librarians. And they talked to us about the current state of acquisitions, um, how much money is available for Braille versus audio acquisitions, what might be pending legislatively that could contribute to changes in all that. So the first morning that we're there, it's 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 the Wednesday before Memorial Day, um, because many people who come haven't been to Washington D.C. and they like to stay on afterwards and and uh, partake of the sights a bit. So the Wednesday morning is spent learning about 
everybody um, and his or her specific duties on staff. Um, this year in 2019, what was really wonderful is that the librarians remained with us for the entire conference. Duty did not call them away. And so it meant we had our music and our language and our children's librarian, librarian with us the entire time, which was just wonderful. Um, after the first two hours of orientation on Wednesday morning, we turn to um, recommendations. And this is the time when all of us present appoint a scribe who will take our notes for us. And we go around and we share what recommendations have been brought to us by the people in our organization. So in our case, it would be um, ACB or anyone from Lua. Um, I should say that prior to leaving for the on the, the live on-site conference, I do send out emails soliciting um, oh, comments from people, oh, and I do carry them in. Question. I did a better job in 2017. My mother had died just before I left in 2019, and I'm not question. sure I was quite as um, responsive yes, as I ought I to have can. been, but and I'm so um, definitely back on board. So what happens then, I hope I'm not taking too long, is that... No, Susan, uh, it's your, go ahead. We've got plenty of time. Okay. We're going to just go okay. and we're done. So, so, so what happens then is that we go around the room and each person present, the ACB representative, the blinded veterans representative, the NFB representative, and each reader at large, and each librarian at large, um, makes a series of suggestions or recommendations to NLS regarding collections and items that patrons want. And we have a scribe that we appoint each year and that person takes down all our notes and then organizes them into a list, usually in categories, so it's easier to follow that follow. And this process takes a long time. We're working on it Wednesday afternoon and generally all day Thursday. It's done by Thursday evening, Friday morning. Karen rejoins us, Judy rejoins us, all the librarians are there, and we read those recommendations aloud, as well as leave the uh, librarians with the list of recommendations to work on. We also make commendations. Everyone needs to be acknowledged for the work that he, she does well. So we also include a list of commendations. And in 2019, we had 26 recommendations and we had 12 commendations. And I'm pleased to report that even in the wake of COVID, NLS has been acting on some of the recommendations that we made this year. Um, and I'm, I w I'd like to read some specific ones if there's time, but if I can just yes. tell you a couple of things. Yeah. Um, one of the recommendations was that NLS add more multiple language books, that is, more books in Korean, Spanish, French, T Tagalog. And NLS is making an effort to do that. More are being added to the collection. Another recommendation was that more poetry uh, contemporary poetry collections be added and that when possible poetry be added in braille as well as audio because seeing the poem is so very important. That has been um, um, followed. Another recommendation was to continue adding the commercial audio books because that allows us to get books more rapidly and at the same time as they're often released. And interestingly, until last yeah, year, and, uh, NLS hooray. was producing about 2,000 audiobooks per cool year. We'll With the addition of commercial audiobooks, that number has jumped to 8,000. So it is significant. We'll it it is an interesting thing to, to note. If I may, I'd like to read you maybe six or seven of the recommendations and then a few of the commendations. And I'm very happy to make these lists available list. to everyone. 
But I and thought if you heard a little bit of the work, you would you would get a sense of it. And you don't have to memorize it. There's not going to be a test, and I'll make sure everybody gets these. By the way, generally, we don't release them until after NLS has read them and then says, yes, go ahead and, and release them. And as Judy and Paul told you, it's often very difficult during convention. I'm usually off somewhere else. Well, you know what it's like. It's You're straddling seven, seven fences. Um, can you hear I've set down the iPhone so that I can read? Hello. Yes, we can hear you, Susan. Okay, thank you. So here's a few of them uh, from this year. That, uh, that is from 2019. It's now 2020 already. CDAG 2019 um, recommends that NLX explore adding the following three diversity per, subject headings to the pull-down subject menu in BARD. And the categories are African American interest, yeah, well, Hispanic interest, and LGBTQ. CDAG 2019 recommends that NLS include CDAG in the planning and beta testing phases in the development of the new BARD search engine. CDAG 2019 recommends that NLS explore the potential of adapting annotations from external sources such as OCLA or novelist and staying within the current 50-word limit for NLS annotations. What this is referring to are some other databases and their recommendations for books. And we have those 50-word annotations that we uh, try to include for our readers. And so what we're saying is let's include some of these other recommended database categories, but let's try to stay within the the word counts that we have recommended, that we have kept so far for our readers. CDAG 2019 recommends that NLS explore the concept of adapting supplementary materials from the print editions of digital talking books into interactive print and digital graphics with timeliness for delivery to patrons as one of the key considerations. So in other words, if a book has graphs and so on and graphics, can we make that material available in the digital edition that we release? CDAG 29 recommends that NLS hire professional audio describers who are content experts to write the descriptions of essential images that will be included in NLS recordings. CDAG 2019 recommends that NLS provide accessible Voyager training for non-librarians. Voyager evidently is this big search engine that's used to do all kinds of fancy stuff. And it might be something that as consumers we might want to take on ourselves. I'll read one or two more and then I'm going to stop. I'd like to open for questions. CDAG 29 recommends 19 recommends that NLS continue meeting with CDAG in person every two years with virtual meetings every six months. We haven't pulled that off yet. CDAG 2019 recommends that NLS include the BARD-only books with one-line annotations in talking book topics and Braille book review, have the books in line with their corresponding genre, and designate that they are BARD-only in conjunction CDAG requests that NLS, upon adoption of this recommendation, send a press release regarding these changes to network libraries and consumer organizations to be used in their newsletters. Basically, what we're asking is whenever something new happens, can you let us know? Um, And um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I'll skip to a couple of the commendations just so you get it for that, because it's very important, as I said, that we let our librarians know what they're doing really well. Um, So I'll just read a couple of these. These were the commendations that we delivered in 2019. 
CDAG 2019 commends NLS for its continuing efforts to add more commercial audiobook contractors. NLS was able to raise its yearly total number of digital talking books produced from approximately 2,000 titles per year to nearly, I'm sorry, I overspoke. I'm not drunk. I just made a mistake to nearly 5,000 titles per year. So not 8,000, 5,000. She apologizes for her error. CDAG 2019 commends NLS for its efforts to seek out and add titles to series that are otherwise incomplete in the NLS collection. CDAG 29 commends NLS for acting on the CDAG 2017 recommendation of adding more Spanish books in a broad range of topics in both fiction and nonfiction. CDAG 2019 commends NLS for its continuing efforts in updating the Braille collection to the UEB format. And there are many more of these. I'm happy to read you the entire list. But at this time, it might be good to open this up to questions. Yes, I think, Just, I think we should do that, Susan. And then yeah. if you would submit these lists to our our, our, lib- our new library talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, list, then people can and, read them at their leisure. And I'm hoping that it'll give people more ideas for yeah. new things to recommend. Two, yeah. two items. As Paul and Ralph said, if you have something that you really want to talk to NLS about, it's always a good idea to go to your regional and local library and read a rep first, because that's where you're going to get the most immediate action. But I am here to, to do you know anything I can, and these communications are kind of sparse. And I, as I, I don't know how long I'm I'm in this position. Kim asked me to do it. I don't know um, how that changes. I'm loving it, but I'm, you know, it's, it's lovely if someone else wants to, to try it, nor do I know how the readers at large were actually selected. Those are things I just don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm done and ready for questions. Okay. So you have several hands raised. So I'm just going to start. Um, we have Jamaica Miller. You can go ahead and, um, you are, you are unmuted. Oh, you were unmuted. Please unmute yourself. Yes. Um, there you go. Th- this is uh, Jamaica Miller, and I tried to go through my local library to see about a book um, that that I wanted to have on on uh, on audio because it, it was a part of a series, and the first one and the third one and the fourth one were re- were recorded, but the second one was was in Braille, and I. I have a lot of trouble reading Braille. And so I mm-hmm. wanted to know what would be the next step to try to get the, to try to see about the, the, the book getting onto, onto the Bard, uh, Bard. Onto the, so that you could get it in audio. Um, yes. I, I guess I'm thinking two things. One is to gently keep pinging your local library. You know, it's, I, I love you guys. I'm not going to go away. I really want this book. Please get this recorded. Um, I know that they have timelines, um, but the the other thing is yeah. it it okay. you know Good it thoughts. wouldn't hurt. Um, this is why we want to have the um, the telephone meetings, conference and Zoom meetings between calls because this is just the kind of point I would like to take back um, to NLS at large and say how do we how do we step on this to make it happen faster, especially when there's a specific request. Um, I'm going to write down what you said. Um, and I'm not sure at this moment who you should take it to, um, but I'm I'm willing to you know just to, to reach out. Um, do you know what genre it is? Is it a, is it a um, it's a adult? it's a it's a mystery story. Okay, okay. Um, 
Let me let me work on this. Does anyone else have on the call have a suggestion for how to help Jamaica? Because um, I'm happy to follow it. I think the general question is that, that they now want us to write to if we want a, to add a book. They've, they've given a, a. I think we have a generic address to write to. Okay. And I'm okay. not sure what that is. Does anybody? And I'm not Jamaica, sure what it is, but I'd be happy to find out. Jamaica actually talked to Karen about this during convention. Yeah. And and so you, you probably actually Jamaica went to went to a right. really good spot because yeah. because I suspect <laughs> that Karen will take it to NLS. Now she told you to contact your regional library, but I'm I'm pretty sure she wrote down the name of the book. Yeah. But okay. make sure you do contact your regional library and keep keep say as Susan says gently uh, nudging them. It's very okay. important because let's say that you're not the only one doing that. That regional librarian who comes to the next conference says, gosh, I've got nine people wanting this mystery. You know, we got to move this up, people. It's important. And that's how we make things happen. Okay. Right. Thank, and, thank and you. Every, every thank collections you. development advisory group in the history of the world has said to NLS, NLS, if you start recording a series, you need to <laughs> fill in the parts in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And they're doing better, but they're not there yet. Yep. Okay, let's go on to the next question, Sarah. Okay, next we have Melanie Brunson. You can unmute yourself. Hello. Wow, you Hello. surprised me. I, I wasn't sure I'd get in so quick. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have two questions um, quickly. The first one is, how do you, do you know how the commercial audio books that are um, put into the collection are chosen is are there contracts with particular publishers or or you know or 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 what um i don't know the answer I, I don't know the answer to that i do know that that we are trying to rate them as they come in using okay. the same rating system that we use you know for our books where we say you know strong language descriptions of sex you know, descriptions of the violence, so on. In fact, um, I was working a little bit for a while with the books rating team from North Carolina. There were some bureaucratic hoops to jump through here in California, so I, I was able to work with them. But I don't know how those contracts are decided. Um, that's, a, that's a very good question. Does anybody know? I, I, think, I think that in general they, they use the, the collection development criteria, and there's a there is a long document that when you get on CDAG, you get. Nah. Um, yeah. And then, and then they determine, I think, which are available on on commercial audiobooks and which which they wish to purchase there because it's faster. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think, Melanie, that there's any that that there's that it's controlled by who they have contracts with. Okay. I think what they what they what they look for. Is what what's next up on 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 the collections list, and where does the balance need to be? Okay. Then then I guess my they don't care who recorded Mary Trump's book; they were going to get it. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) And and we got Mary Trump recording it anyway. So hey. Yeah. Well, but from whatever contracted contractor. But the point is, it came out what in two weeks, almost simultaneously. Yeah, which was which was good. Um, Okay, let's Melody. Yeah, I did real quickly, because it, it, it kind of follows on from my next, from my first question, and that is, if you uh, do, you all advise them on particular genres, for instance, that you would like to see more of, and if yes. you have an opinion on that, who should one go to? 
you have an opinion on that, again, I would go to my local regional library first. And um, when I'm about to represent us at one of these conferences, tell me and I'll make sure the opinion gets there. Because that's how that that's how that's how those genres get recommended is we say we're hearing a lot of readers who want we want we have some readers who want some how to books here on on woodcrafting and knitting. Here's what they want, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's 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 the way to do it. I did want to. You just reminded me of something. There's a really neat category of reading called Hilo. I don't know if anyone's heard of this. Hilo books are for adults who are either um, coming to literacy late in life or possibly Braille readers who are just starting to read. Um, they are they are books that are very complex in content and intelligence and subject matter, but their their vocabulary is such that if you're a new reader, they're easy to get on board, which I think is really cool. Um, and they're adding a lot of those to the collection. And I was I was really happy to hear that. So, you know, if if you are uh, a, we, we've all run into people in, you know, later in life who come to literacy later and they're not sure these are books that invite you in and they don't treat you like a dummy and you don't have to go to Dick and Jane Primer and, you know, you can learn all this neat stuff. So I'm really glad that category is there. Is that I've never seen that category. Is it is it in the drop down list? It's supposed to be in the drop-down list. Now, I haven't looked lately, um, and it was something that, that NLS started working on quite recently, Okay, um, making, making those available, because they, it was requested in schools and also in adult literacy programs. Basically, they identify it um, in the annotation, um, hmm. and they, they, also, they also will sometimes indicate that those books are being produced in grade one Braille so that people mm-hmm. who are just learning Braille can read it better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Okay. Let's go on to another question, Sarah. Great. Um, so the next person, your phone number ends in 3517. You are unmuted. Hi, I'm Susan. It's Mary Beth Metzger. Um, hi. Just, hi, how are you? Just two Good. quick questions. If um, does, does the recommendation on additional descriptive material also include footnotes and bibliographies? Yes, it does. To me, that's oh good yes. because that's one of the things that I really miss. Me too. And, and, and sec- if you're at all scholarly, you know, you wait a minute. I want this stuff, right? I know where is it? It's nowhere. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. I know. And, and the second one was if if um, we were going to send you anything, um, what is the best way to do that? Well, I'm going to give you my email address right now, and mm-hmm. I'm also going to give you my cell phone, my uh, my iPhone, because. Those are the, the fastest ways to get to me. My email address is really easy. It's S U S A N C as in Claire G L A S S at A T T dot net. My iPhone number is four zero eight four two nine nine five six seven. And I would absolutely you. Why don't you What's repeat that? those again one more time, sure, Susan? Sure, and I would absolutely love to hear from people. Books are my life. So the email address again is S-U-S-A-N-C-G-L-A-S-S at A-T-T dot net. And those are all lowercase letters. My iPhone number is 408-429-9567. And I would love to be able to you know, 
I think I think if uh, if NLS were hearing from us off and on, we, that might increase that possibility of oh, we need more we need more phone calls, we need more more contacts. But it also just helps me to have a a running collection so that the next time we need, I'm not trying to gather it last minute. So let's talk. That's great. Okay. Next next question, Sarah. All right, and just to do a time check, you have about three more hands raised. Okay, we'll definitely um, take those three. Great. So here is Connie. You can unmute yourself, Connie. There you go. Hi, this is Connie Bateman from Sacramento. Hi, Connie. It's good to hear your voice. Hi. Hi. Thank you. So I just recently rejoined the BUAC, which stands for the Braille and Talking Book Library User Advisory Committee here in, well, here in California. And my question is, I'm not quite sure how to phrase this. So I'm on the committee as a consumer rep. And my question is, how can we, as this committee, work collaboratively with the NLS Collections Development mm-hmm. Committee to make mm-hmm. sure that the voices of consumers are being heard and carried and that our recommendations are carried out? Does That's that make sense? Ex- yeah, it, ma- it makes very good sense. And um, I think the best way to do that would be to um, share our rosters with each other, like who, who's, who's on each committee and, and work together. Um, it's certainly a process you and I could begin um, because I know who I'm working with I, and I have the whole, and you, you know, too, and it, it might be good if it's always good for committees to know what each other's doing. We're, we're all really consumers. Um, and I think that's, and, and that might, once we open, once we know who's who and we start a dialogue, um, I could envision a few calls where we bounce ideas back and forth and, and put some recommendations together. There's no reason we have to wait. Okay, I'll talk to Mike, Mike Marlin about that, and also talk yeah. to Rosalind, who's chairing the committee right now. Perfect. And see what we can work out. And I will, and I will start reaching out to others on our roster and saying, you know, would you, would, would you, would you like to do this? Because uh, it'd be great. Do we know more who people the, the Western Librarian is, Susan? Who's the Western representative? Just you know, I don't, I don't have that okay. in my brain at the moment. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. It's a good question. Cause, yeah, because I thought then we could triangulate with of the, course. that person with the Buack and with 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 the CDAG. That's a great that idea. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you got okay. all that right. You're, you're, okay. you're the queen of acronym tonight. That's very good. Well, <laughs> and let me Thank know you. if I can be of any assistance since I'm right here in California too. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the next question. All right. Mary, you can unmute yourself. Okay. Thank you. Hi, this is Mary from uh, Massachusetts. Hi. Hi, Susan. Um so it sounds like people should always start with their regional library, sub, or sub regional branch for a request. Right. And then um, you think it's still then good to sort of reinforce that request by making it to you yes. as, as well. Um, so, yeah. okay. So I want to definitely encourage you to really promote your yourself to like maybe the ACB leadership list and maybe the real form, because I really hadn't known, you know, mm-hmm. that that was an mm-hmm. option. And, um, you probably would start hearing from more people too, because uh, this is such a you're such a wonderful resource and connection to have with NLS. So I think it'd be really good for people to know. Thank you. Oh, I I, yeah. I tend to be I tend to be kind of shy and a hider, and I sometimes need that little encouragement. I would be very happy to do exactly what oh. you suggest. Oh, um, oh, for sure, for sure. And yeah. and one question, um, 
regarding commercial recordings, you know, the one thing I miss about, I mean, I love the commercial recordings, but, you know, what NLS includes, like, um, from the book jacket, reading from the book jacket, there's so much more information about the author, potentially, about the book that does not get onto the commercial recordings. Yeah. And I, I didn't know if that was ever something that could be addressed. I wonder, you know, because they're going to have a contract with those commercial recordings and, and let's say it's a random house book or, you know, they, they may have their exact way that they, their own style manual and stuff. I don't know how flexible that would be, but it's certainly something to, to look into. But, you know, when you get a book and it says this is a random house or penguin such and such edition, yeah. and then it'll say it's been adapted for NLS. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much adapting you know, would be allowed. I do agree yeah. with you. I really like, I love all that jacket. To be honest, I also miss, there's just nothing like our NLS narrators. Oh my gosh. Oh, you know, yeah, no. celebrities, yeah. you know, exactly. that's the, that's the, the hardest part. So I they, love that. Very we good. Get, yeah, yeah. 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 But thank yeah. you for your suggestion about, about coming forward. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think I will, cause this is fun. Yeah. Very good. And thank if, you. And if you, a number of you may still want to get the podcast, we had a lot of serious discussion with Aaron Jones about the whole mm-hmm. plight, mm-hmm. frankly, of the narrators. So a yeah. number of you on this call, uh, don't don't hesitate to get down that podcast from that session with mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Jones that we had during the convention. Those are not okay. people we want to see out of work. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And Judy, okay. people, can, people can find those podcasts by going to... Um, conference and convention. If their if their ACV conference and convention is the area that all of the podcasts for this convention would be found, they're on the ACV radio webpage, and they're also gettable from the stream. Great. Okay. Okay. A uh, couple more questions here. Um, Last question. So, Agnes, you can unmute yourself. Okay. Um, I, I mentioned this uh, at when Karen did her presentation, and I'll mention it again here. Um, it would be helpful if they would take a look at the interface for the regular NLS catalog and adapt it a little bit. Because yeah, if I go look up a book, let's say I look no up fun. just an author because I want to see Although what books they have by that author. Worse. You mm-hmm. can't like use the heading command and go from one book to the next. So, you know, uh, you find a book and you have to sit there and listen to the end of it, you know, of everything they put. And then, mm-hmm. you, you know, go down to the next book. So I really wish that uh, they would, you know, they would change that. Um, That's great. That's a good suggestion. Yeah. And also, I've, I've had a query and I I didn't get a chance to ask Karen about this. And um, I did ask my librarian and they were trying to find the answer for me. And that is this. In Braille books, why do they not include the exclusions or ratings, you know, like they do when they read, when NLS has their own readers read the, you know, books? Um, oh, I see. So if you if you have a Braille book and you open it to the front matter. Yeah, right. Don't they don't put the, they don't. And, and people have asked, Root over the canals, years, people have asked me about that. You know, do you know why? Because with, uh, you see them in the Braille book review. But in all fairness, people either, either, you know, don't remember or actually they order books that they maybe didn't see in the Braille book review. You know, right, so right, right. Said, why isn't that part of the Braille book? And yet they make it part of the book that they read. 
be a nice addition. It, it really would. And it would help you make decisions about what you, what you want to read for sure. Because when they get, like a couple of my friends said, they got a book and, you know, got some books in the mail and <laughs> they just, the library, they're set up to get a book, you know, at random or however they, they right. chose that. Right. And they got right. a book and they said, you know, just kind of seeing that in the beginning um, <laughs> would be helpful. And just as another quick side note, um, the Colorado Talking Book Library is involved with the other libraries that are doing the rating, and I'm one of the volunteers. And I was sharing this with my service coordinators here at my apartment complex, what I was doing, and one of them spoke up and she said she actually wishes they would come up with a system like that for print books. She said she would find that helpful, and Mm -hmm. she's Mm -hmm. got three children now that are all, you know, teenagers, but she said what, sure, it, it's like the movie ratings. And she said, what, you know, sure, those are helpful. What? And she said that in, in the what? print books or, you what know, it would be helpful if they you know, had some kind of Come system. Here, yeah. Yeah. Here, that sounds like a, a matter bigger than NLS. Oh, no, no, no. I know. But I was just mentioning you're, it. you're thinking broadly the way we, you know, we should be thinking. Um, just, just your work sounds interesting, you know, the volunteer work. And that's, that's another reason to take Mary's point and get this on the leadership list. Cause I think we'll find out we're all doing some very interesting work that we really should be collaborating on together, you know, sharing ideas. And we'll come back with more, you know, we'll, we'll make this a, a regular link topic. You know, we now are sort of in the groove here and we'll, we can revisit these issues. In fact, Agnes, if you would do, write, do you use yes. do you use Bard, Agnes? She may have. I, I guess she's gone. I, I, she's my, a new member. Well, I know. I know Agnes again. well. Um, they, I, they, I had gotten muted. Yes, yes, I do use Bard. Okay. Um, but sometimes. So what I wanted to suggest to you is now on on Bard, um, there there is in each book area uh, an element called in the details section an element called other items and you'll find that it will it will list all the books by the author and all the books in the series in a much easier to get to way um and and it's mu- and it's much easier to find it rather than having to use a catalog to get it right and i've used that option and i think that's a great idea but sometimes i i just like to look in the catalog or i'll have a book you know that <laughs> Um, maybe isn't on Bard because it was brailed by brailed or read by another agency and yep. that book, you know. So I'll go in the catalog for that as well. Thank you. Just mm-hmm. thought Thank I'd you. help. Okay. Thanks Do help. we have any any other questions, Sarah? There's no one else raising their hand. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's nearly seven o'clock, and I think we found this a very productive call. We also would love to hear your thoughts on what other topics you'd like to have um, us uh, 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 present on Lua Link. So again, write to the library-talk list. And remember, you can subscribe to that by writing subscribe-library-talk at A-C-B-L-I-S-T-S. Dot O-R-G. And we'd love to have you join our talk, talk, library talk group. And we'd love to hear thoughts that you might have on um, upcoming, Lua, upcoming Lua link calls. Paul, Brian, do you have anything to add? I'm fine. I'm talking to my other officers here. Uh, Ralph, any other? I think we're good? Uh, I think so. Okay. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Notice that we've just posted the minutes. 
to our latest board meeting on the library talk uh, list. So uh, we will be doing that. We will be sending out very shortly some list guidelines since we've just kind of revitalized that list 